All right, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night, October 30th. Tomorrow's Halloween. I'm dressing up as Nancy Pelosi. I'm going to do really terrible makeup and just put my dentures in and have them falling all over the place. That's the way it's going to go. So uh, lots to do tonight. Got great feedback about Rudy Giuliani last night. Michael J. Knowles uh, last night. Great show. Paul's here with the news. Rick Delgado's going to have a what even is that tonight. Rick Emirati's going to have sports. But what better way to kick off the show than with two of my favorite people, the authors of Uprising, who the hell said you can't ditch and switch, the awakening of, of course, <laughs> That's great. Diamond and Silk. Please welcome Diamond and Silk to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Hi, ladies. How are you? Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you. Um, you know, you've made it to the big time when you uh, get parodied on SNL. So what would you girls think of that? <laughs> oh, my God. Really, I thought it was very funny. It, you know, it was done in good taste, not poor taste. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. You know, that is the greatest form of flattery when somebody mocks you or when somebody imitates Imitation. you. Imitation. So I thought it was but great. often imitated, but never duplicated. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, that is absolutely right. So, well, lots to talk about four days away here. Um let me ask you about some of the endorsements to, that the president has picked up in the last couple of days. You see um, a lot of people from the music industry. You see 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, then from sports. You're seeing people like Brett Favre, Jack Nicholas, Bobby Orr. You're seeing this Democratic congressman from Flint, Michigan, who said, I've been a Democrat all my life. But th- this is this is more important than party. This is all about the country. What do you make of what you're seeing as some of the endorsements that are starting to happen in the last stretch here? Listen, I love it. Let me tell you something, men, black men, all men, men, women, listen, we don't want you raising our taxes. Don't tell me I need to pull myself up by my bootstraps. And when I pull myself up by my bootstraps and obtain the American dream, then you want to demonize me, vilify me, overtax me, and take it away from me. It doesn't make sense. And so when they look at President Donald J. Trump and his policies, his policies is about prosperity, keeping more money in your pocket, living the American dream. So I'm going to pick the guy that wants me to live the American dream instead of the guy hiding in the basement behind the mask wanting me to live the American nightmare. And it is great to see, especially a lot of our black brothers and sisters having a great awakening to the hoopla that they've been basically asleep in for years and almost, it feels like a century. You know, when you're voting for the same Democrat party that say and promise you all of these different things, but absolutely give you nothing in return, you know, it's good to see that people are beginning to think outside of the black box. Yeah. And, you know, you guys have been on the show almost more than anybody. And you told your story, I think, the first time you were on, how you guys always kind of just were you just thought you had to vote Democrat because that's just what you did. But you're seeing more and more of it. Um, Speaking of what you just brought up, people in the music industry, Ice Cube came out, rapper, very famous rapper, obviously. And he said, you know, I had put out some concerns that I had to both campaigns. The Trump campaign came back and said, We'll talk to you right now while the Biden campaign said, hey, uh, yeah, we'll see you um, basically after the election, which basically meant to me, and I'd like to know what you guys think. uh, Yeah, if we win, we don't need you, so we won't talk to you. If we lose, well, we're out of here anyway, so we won't talk to you. What did you guys think of that? 
Well, you have yep. to understand the Democrats are all talk and no action. They don't take action and they go missing in action. Mm -hmm. And that just proved the point. They don't have, they are not, they don't have any solutions. You know, we do a little show. We have a show on Newsmax, but we also do a show called Chit Chat Snackable. And we were able to talk to one of Biden's surrogates. And we wanted to know what was his plan for black America. Mm -hmm. Jim Crow Joe Biden has no plan for black America. The only thing they keep bringing up is COVID. But here's the deal. You bring up COVID, but it's your same Democrat governors that deny people therapeutic medicines that could have saved lives. Right. So it really doesn't make sense. You want us to go hide in the basement behind a mask, shut down our livelihood for a virus with a 99% recovery rate. They have no solutions. They're not going to do anything for America, especially black America. And it's really so sad. So when you look at everything that's going on, our best bet, our only hope is to vote for President Donald J. Trump. That's right. Yeah, it does seem, I've been saying this to everybody who's on the show, it does seem that we all keep using the term, everything here is on, it's the most important election, everything's on the table. And it's kind of sad because obviously in our constitutional republic, everything should never be on the table for just one election, but it does seem the left has moved so hard left that this yeah. does seem like everything's on the table, doesn't it? They've fallen yeah. off a cliff. Uh -huh. They're so radical. Yeah. Listen, it is crucial. Yeah. You know, we know we told you this back in 2016, but when you look at what they're trying to push down our, our throats, yeah. let me tell you something. We ain't never been slaves in this country. I didn't come over here on no boat and I didn't cross a border. We were born on this soil this and we were born free. Yeah. I don't know nothing about socialism. I don't know nothing about communism. I don't know anything about that and I don't want to experience that. And I always tell people, when people from Venezuela and Cuba, when they come to this country, mm -hmm. they come to this country because they have a place to run to. If we as patriotic Americans allow the left to create anarchy, civil unrest, want to defund our police, where are we going to run? We're right. the greatest country on earth. We have no place to run. That's why we have to stand up to this. That's why it's more, this here election is important. Yeah. You don't want nobody taking away your civil liberties, your constitutional rights. You don't want mm -hmm. them encroaching upon your freedoms. So that's why you have to get out and vote and you have to vote for President Donald J. Trump. Especially when you have somebody like an imbecile like Jim Crow Joe Biden and he's walking around here talking about dark days, dark days ahead. That means he's going to raise your taxes, you all. He's going to shut this country down. He wants to implement mass mandate. And if he implement mass mandate, he'll implement vaccines mandates. Everybody mm -hmm. better wake up and smell the coffee. They better make sure they get out and they vote and they vote red all the way down That's the right. ticket. Vote red, R-E-D. Remove, Remove every, every Democrat. Democrat. That's yeah. right. That's Remove right. them all. Get them out. Speaking of that, getting them out, you know, you have these Hollywood phonies that keep telling us, um, well, if Trump gets reelected, I'm I'm moving out of the country. You know, you've got the Rosie O'Donnells and the, the guy from Motley Crue, I think, said it. And, you know, but none, none of them will actually do it. But what, what amazes me about this is people like that, and, and we've seen some videos of voters who are like, well, anybody but Trump, and that's their excuse for voting for Biden. Not because they can name anything that they like about Joe Biden, but it's just anyone with Trump. And it amazes me, these Hollywood types and people like that are so cavalier, like what you get ladies are bringing up. Do you want to pay higher taxes? Do you want them to ruin health care? Do you want them to ruin the energy sector? Do you want your energy bills to go through the roof? I don't know how anybody can be so cavalier about their vote this time around. 
And you know what? Those Hollywood leaders, they can put their sack on their back and hit the road, Jack, and they don't have to come back. <laughs> no That's right. Absolutely. I agree with you. Also understand that these people, this is what they're so radicalized. Yes. They have such hatred for the president. They will take it and, and, and blow the whole country up and think that that's okay. And it's not. It's not. You have to start looking at your own livelihood, your own life, your own life. You want freedoms? You better vote for Trump. That's Jim right. Crow, Joe Biden is not going to give you that. He want to take away jobs. And we're in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. He wants to raise taxes and take yes. away jobs. You don't want us to be ended, uh, uh, energy uh, dependent. You want us to, to depend on foreign oil? Think about that for a moment. Yeah. That's because you want to continue to get your kickbacks and your paddy wax. That's right. You want to continue to scale from the top and leave the American people left at the bottom. Uh -huh. So that's why you don't want us dependent on ourselves. You want us to be dependent on somebody else. That's and right. it does not make sense. These people, that's why they're about 100 years old. Yeah. Uh -huh, look like they should be somewhere. At, well, let me not say that. But they're about 100 <laughs> years old, still holding on to power. Yeah. And don't want to relinquish on They Listen. Greed. The gravy train has come to an end. That's right. The buck stop here. It's about the American people, and it's about them putting America first. And just imagine, you all imagine Jim Crow Joe in that White House. Mm. Imagine him looking at all of those buttons. Mm -hmm. He'd think one of them is a life call button. <laughs> I'm falling and I can't get up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And God we don't need to give him the nuclear call. No. He'd think he's playing with a crossword puzzle. Think he's playing with that. We don't need that uh -huh. in the White House. And if he ever become president, we're afraid he going to forget that he's the president. That's Look right. at how he's talking. He thinks he's running against George. Who's George Washington? Uh -huh. you, yeah. He thinks he's running a, in, in, uh, for a Senate position. He's confused. Yes. You yeah. don't want nobody like that in the White All House. he's got to do is raise, here, Joe, sign this. What is it? Don't worry about it. Okay, sign it. That's what it's going to be. So you brought up something that I want to um, address because here you have Joe Biden and you look when you look at this ticket, when the American people and especially the African-American community looks at this ticket, you have Joe Biden tied to segregationists early in his career. We know all the comments he's made about you ain't black and all of this. He sponsored the 94 crime bill. Now you have Kamala Harris running with him. Obviously, as a prosecutor, she prosecuted more African-Americans for crimes like marijuana with extensive sentences. How does the African-American community look at this ticket and look at her when more than half of the American public do not think Joe Biden could make it through a first term? A vote for Joe Biden is a vote for her to be the first woman president, isn't it? Well, I'm going to tell you this. The sad thing is her allowing herself to be exploited by mm -hmm. Jim Crow Joe Biden. That's the sad yep. thing. Mm -hmm. Listen, absolutely should be running everything. So Americans is going to have to make the choice. I don't think black America is uh, jumping up hip hip hooray no. for Kamala and a Joe Biden ticket or whichever way you want to put it. They are not. Let me tell you something. We already know what time it is when it comes to Kamala Harris, when it comes to Jim Crow Joe. Yeah. And that's why we say no to both of them. And then keep in mind that Jim Crow Joe wrote the crime bill and Kamala invoked the crime that's bill. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, you mm -hmm. look on the other side, Republicans have some very exciting young conservatives running. You see um, Joe Collins, Kim Klasick in Baltimore, John James up in um, Michigan. Are you following any of those races? And do you think Kim Klasick, someone like that, can win in Baltimore? 
absolutely do. Don't forget yeah. about Angela Staten in Georgia. She's a black uh, woman that's running. I absolutely do think that they can win. Yeah. Uh, if they knocked on the north north doors, listen, people are tired of the same old, same old things in their communities. They want somebody that's going to come in and that's going to produce results. Yeah. So when we look at Kim, when we look at Angela Staten, when we look at John James and, and, and Collins, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that they have a chance to make a difference. Because here's my thing. Why do these Democrats keep getting put back in and they're not even rallying nobody? They're not knocking on any doors. Not they're not really campaigning and holding no. any events. So why are they getting voted back in? So it lets me know that something could be tricky or something could be fishy wrong with the whole system. That's but I right. believe that if these people knocked on enough doors and really got the attention of the of, of the constituents that's right there in their communities, yeah. I believe they can or could win the their elections. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, I got about a minute left, ladies. Last question. We're four days out. You guys have been on the bus tours lately. You're out there. You're on the ground in North Carolina. What do you see? Where do you think we are? And is there anything, obviously the voter fraud's got to concern you. What concerns you going into this last stretch? Well, let me tell you what we see. We do see enthusiasm. Yeah. There is, it is undeniable that President Trump has his finger on the pulse of this nation, on this country. And these people are so enthusiastic. They are inspired. They love this president. And anybody that will stand in the hot sun or the cold for you as a person that's going to go to the poll and vote. And you vote, know, yeah. we could be concerned about the mail-in ballots. This is the way for them to cheat. See, that's let me know. If Jim Crow Joe was really up in the polls, why do you all have to bring in these massive mail-out ballots and, and put in ways where people can really uh, commit fraud? So that's this doesn't right. make any sense. But let me tell you, I'm telling people, don't focus on the poll. Focus on the goal we're going to win. And if you are on the fence, it's time for you to jump off the fence walk through the gate, <laughs> jump on the Trump train, and vote for President Donald J. Trump. We want you to vote right so you won't get left. That's right. Well, you're absolutely right. It's a turnout so election, good. and we're going to do everything we can to get everybody to vote and bring five people with them. Diamond and Silk, yes. we always appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank Thanks you for, for having us. us. All right, Diamond Love and Silk, guys. live from Great. Studio 6B. We got lots to do. They are amazing. They are. We'll do it when we get back live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Friday night. We're going to have some fun tonight. They are so lovable. We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. Hi, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Comcast in Chicago 113. Man, no better way to start the show than doing 14 minutes with Diamond and Silk all fired up. And they're great. They are great. And men, they're loved when they go out in public. They're on this Trump uh, Women's for Trump bus tour. Great decision to have them out there because they're loved by the people. Yeah, and they connect. You know, people can relate. Absolutely can connect. So uh, welcome on in. We, we started because Diamond and Silk have a busy night, so we told them we'd take them right at the top of the show, and I appreciate their time. But Paul's going to have some news. Mr. Nolan, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? What's coming up in the news? Anything well, got uh, your uh, well, interest? Just a little Hunter Biden news. Uh, the you know, the uh, shop owner, 
Said right. he tried to give the laptop to uh, the FBI and you know a year ago, and they turned them down originally. Okay, we'll and talk then, about uh, that. Yeah. And then, Anything uh, else? Uh, yeah, it's just the same old orange man is bad, and yeah. uh, Biden is uh, leading in the polls. All right, uh, Rick uh, Delgado is going to have a what even is that here on a Friday night? What's the uh, theme of your what even is that? Hmm. Two words: love, hate. Love, hate. Okay, yep. very good. Looking forward to that. Rick Emirati's going to have sports. What's coming up in sports, Rick? Hey, Big D, I'm going to report on that big Brett Favre endorsement earlier today that he tweeted out, and we're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence and his uh, move forward plan with COVID-19, along with some uh, what to watch this weekend in sports. Okay. So, you know, I was thinking, um, you're seeing the Trafalgar Group polls, and you're seeing some other polls, and I'm listening to all the talking heads everywhere as I'm trying to consume as much as possible. And you look at the mainstream media polls, anything that has a mainstream media attached to it. So like an ABC Wall Street Journal poll or an NBC Marist poll or the CBS uh, YouGov poll or whoever they partner with. All of the mainstream media polls have these places where these leads are just, (laughs) if, if these polls are true, and this is something to look at, when the polls close at eight o'clock, or 9 o'clock, or 10 o'clock, they should be calling these states at 8 and 1 second on election night. There should be absolutely no delay if you believe what these polls say when you look at some of them. Biden's up 17 in Wisconsin, according to ABC. So at at 9 o'clock, I think it would be 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, they should call Wisconsin, okay, top of the hour, Joe Biden wins Wisconsin. Because... If he's up 17, that's a, that's a no, no race. Right. Fox has Biden up 12 in Michigan. Michigan should be called at nine, right away. He's won. CNN's got him up 10 in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Eight o'clock, Pennsylvania's, uh, he won. It's going to be an early night for everybody, according to all these mainstream media polls. So yeah. now when the time really comes and they don't call these things, or you have to say to yourself, well, wait a minute. How could you not call it at 8 o'clock in one second if he was up 17 three days ago? So, I, I don't know. I just, I saw that today and I just thought, well, if this is true, this is going to be the, the easiest night ever. Everybody's talking about it's going to, well, take weeks and we may not know. And I mean, if you believe these, you're going to know in, in five minutes. Yeah. You're going to know on all these states. Well, what do you call it? Uh, Frank Luntz, I think we've mentioned him a few times lately. He's the pollster. He's always on Fox. There was an article a couple days ago that if Trump defies the polls again, he said, and I quote, my profession is done. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one. And let's face it, because if if, if after all the work, this is what they do full time. It's like, you know, it's like going to, to see the colonel to get some chicken and and the, there's no chicken, right? You expect chicken because they do. That's what they do. That's their job. Well, his job is to do polls and make sure they're accurate. So basically, what he's saying is, if the same thing happens again that happened four years ago, eh, basically you're not getting any chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a weird uh, analogy, I know. Well, you could put any. I mean, you could just put anything in anything in there. You expect them to do their job and at least be within the. <laughs> The realm of possibility of getting it right. 
Guys, just leave me hanging out there with my frisky chicken stupid frisky analogy. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I understand what you're saying. Rick. I'm just saying you could say that about anything. Right. Yeah, if you go someplace expecting something and they don't deliver on a consistent basis, you're going to stop going to them and they're going to go out of business because obviously they don't know what the hell they're doing. I think you had a pretty long way to make that point. It's well, <laughs> but it's I still like good. chicken. We'll see what happens. All I'm saying is these polls are saying that basically they're going to be able to call all these states at basically the top of the hour. Listen, and I just don't know if that's the, if that's going to be true. It's going to be interesting when they can't. I think the it's polls right now are exactly that. They are exactly what the news is now. They learned how far they could push the propaganda line, and they just keep going because nobody holds anybody accountable for lying on the news anymore. So in 15, 16, through that whole stretch, people were actually still kind of trying but fudging numbers. Now I just think that the news is so activist-based con job, they just throw any number they want out there. I just think it's all gaslighting again. I think it's a joke. I don't know. I've never in my lifetime seen any kind of enthusiasm for a president in my life. In my life. All right, so here's what we've never done here, and we're going to do a little bit of it tonight because it's only going to be about 20 minutes. Joe Biden is speaking tonight. And we've never done this. We only do it with the president. <laughs> now, 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 is this English or is this gibberish? Let's dip in and hear, uh, let's see what Joe's talking about. <laughs> Come on, man. Look. Terrence, thank you. I wish he was wearing his thank sunglasses. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for exercising your power as a young voter first time. Uh-huh. You're an inspiration, man. Sure, man. And, uh, yeah, man. I want you to know that uh, a lot of us in here growing up as kids. Is he going to keep it on? It might to be a... To uh, no bullies. I think they're outside. I uh, I hadn't planned on saying this. He's being in the bathroom just, by himself. And he's going off script. Sheriff and Tom's heard me say this before, the mayor. When I was a kid, I used to stutter. You want to learn what bullies are like, be a stuttering kid. Talk like that. Everybody thinks they can make fun of you. So I'm used to bullies. Matter of fact, I used to have a nickname in school, Tom. used to call me Shoe Leather. The reason they called me Shula, that was a little runt. But you could beat me, but I'd hurt you. <laughs> like pound him in a shoe leather. But I tell you okay. what. This is why I wanted to do this. I think you made a great metaphor about what's going on here. Just keep it going for the whole. you family really proud. And, uh, and Joanne, I want to thank you for all you do to lift up this community. Okay. Bringing pride and dignity uh, and jobs in Milwaukee. All right, gee, that's good. My dad used we'll get to have back, an Let's get back to him when he starts he lying. Because I want to I wanna pick apart well, he, all the lies because I'm so sick of listening to him. His nickname was not Shoe Leather. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no way his, his nickname was Old Scrap Iron. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm specifically doing this not to try to drive the audience away. For those of you saying, oh, my God, what are we doing? I want to do this because I'm so sick of hearing him lie about this stuff that we're going to pick him off as he tells him. But um, I want to do – well, I don't have probably have time here. I only got a minute left. We have to do Is This English? I've got to do the – can I do the first one, G? How much time? Yeah. I want to do this now because it's going to take maybe the rest of the show for the audience to figure this out. I want you to tell me what is being said here. Roll the first one, G. <laughs> I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure – all right, so <laughs> you'll have to 10 p.m. 
to um, <laughs> 10 p.m. You have till 10 p.m. when we go off to air to let us know what he said there. Wait, and, give it to the audience again, please, because that was a little yeah, complicated. Quick. We yeah. might have to even play it in backwards. Well, I've like, got a I've like got a plan here. We can't do it now because I got to hit the commercial break. When we get back, I'll give you that again. And I've actually also have some cliff notes for this to try to help you get towards an answer as we head towards 10 o'clock. Live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Friday night. By all these geniuses, you know, all these brilliant guys, they all say, you can't win the state of California. I think we can. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. You must keep pushing forward. If I give you one message to hold in your hearts today, it's this, never, ever give up. There'll be times in your life you'll want to quit, you'll want to go home. Never, ever quit. You never quit. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. 405 Freeway, Sky 5 flew over it this morning. It is facing northbound near Getty Center Drive as you enter the Sepulveda Pass. The white letters somewhat mimicking the famous Hollywood sign. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. The more people tell you it's not possible, that it can't be done, the more you should be absolutely determined to prove them wrong. B, 32 past the hour. Paul's going to have some news. Rick Delgado's here. What even is that's coming up? Rick Emirati's going to have sports. So um, I have got a good uh, Joe Biden speaking right now, I think, in Wisconsin. We're going to listen to a little bit of that. But I've got a um, Is This English? Episode 5. <laughs> let's One more time, G. Let's, let's go with the original one so the audience can hear it because I want an answer from the audience before 10 o'clock. They've got to weigh in on social media, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook, on what is this? Is this English? And if it is, what did he say? Let's roll it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's um, there's the original. So I, fig- I figured some of you. I figured some of you might listen to this and think, well, what? 
So I figured, let me let me help you. So I've got two two versions of my best guess of what this is. So here is the my first guess of what this might be. Roll it, G. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. There's helping one. So, and then we have one last one, and you can weigh the the two together and come up with what you think. So, one last one, Chief. Roll it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Okay. All right. So there you go. See now, now when I see that, I'm thinking, all right, he he's giving people a heads up on the weather, maybe because of, you know pressure, uh, air pressure could be changing. Maybe there's a storm rolling in. It's good that he's going to mobilize against this. I don't know why yeah. Trump's not talking about this. This could be yeah. the difference on Tuesday, but uh, you know, I, just, I don't know. I just well, love the confidence. He he, he you know, kind of pushes that out. He's so confident in what he's saying. You know. Yes. Yes, he's very sure about mobilizing against that. Right. So uh, let's see what the audience thinks. Just weigh in. Let me know on social media. and We'll look at them all night and see if we can come up with an answer. I don't think I'm right. <laughs> you don't so, say. No, when I look at it. So we'll, I'll leave it up to the audience. Much smarter than me, they'll probably come up with a better answer. So um, to be serious now, the president penned an op-ed, and I want to read it to you. It's entitled, My Message to Black America by President Donald J. Trump. And it says the following. In 2016, I had a straightforward question for black Americans. What do you have to lose? Black Americans don't have to ask what they have to lose in 2020. Instead, the question should now be, how much more do we have to gain? As your president, I've done more for the black community than Democrats like Joe Biden have done in 47 years. And we are going to do so much more. As part of our efforts, we've unveiled my second term agenda called the Platinum Plan for black economic empowerment to ensure even more black Americans have the opportunity to succeed over the next four years. The plan is built around the pillars of opportunity, security, prosperity, and fairness. I'm committing to adding 3 million new jobs for the black community, creating 500,000 new black-owned businesses, and increasing access to capital in black communities by almost 500 billion dollars to create an era of new prosperity and to finally close the wealth gap we are increasing access to capital and economic empowerment for the black community as a way to build black generational wealth i knew that i could do more for black america than the than the democrat party has ever done because i'm about action in fact It's the Democrats who exploit the sympathies and trust of black Americans with false promises and empty rhetoric. Since I became your president, I fought for all Americans. Unlike the D.C. political establishment, which looked out for only a small group of elites at the expense of working families, my administration is empowering all Americans with an agenda that puts you first because I care. The unemployment and poverty rates for black Americans hit record lows just before we were attacked by the China virus. Wages are now growing faster than they have in over a decade, especially for blue collar workers. My administration is fighting to stop illegal immigration, which hurts black communities, protect school choice, giving parents more options to access better schools for their children, create new and high paying jobs and increase investment in low income areas. 
These initiatives create unprecedented opportunities for long forgotten communities across the country. I was also honored to work with U.S. Senator Tim Scott to create the Opportunity Zones program established through the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which has already attracted $75 billion in new private investments and created 500,000 new jobs in struggling, underserved communities. When it comes to historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs, it was my honor to be the first sitting president to invite all HBCU leaders to the White House, address the HBCU Week Conference, and permanently fund these important schools through the Futures Act. I am proud that we also passed landmark criminal justice reform to undo the damage of mass incarceration. This is helping people who in many cases have, sev- uh, have severed harsh sentences for non-violent crimes to have a second chance at their American dream. This is widely viewed as one of the greatest bipartisan victories in a long time and a testament to what we can achieve together. When there was increased violence and deaths in Democrat-controlled cities, we started Operation Legend after young Legend Talifero. And we are seeing results. When lawless criminals keep looting and burning and destroying black businesses and communities, I said we needed peace, law and order in these same cities to keep communities and families safe. In black communities across the nation, there's been a reckoning to the reality that the Democrats have failed them for generations. D.C. Democrats are happy to leave urban communities mired with failing schools, no jobs and lost hope while wasting time and taxpayer money on baseless and partisan politics. The truth is, Democrats despise my America First agenda because it broke up their taxpayer-funded gravy train that enriched their friends and families, shipped your jobs overseas, supported illegal immigrants, and continued endless wars while leaving black American families high and dry. I will continue to work with any and all Americans who want to make America great again by bringing back American jobs, improving our schools, building safer and more prosperous communities, and reuniting families through meaningful justice reforms. When I promised to stand for the forgotten men and women of this country, whether they live in Chicago or Charlotte, Detroit, or or Duquesne, or if they are black or white, I meant it. And that's exactly what I've done. So I ask you to examine my record and consider voting for me to continue to fight for you as your president for four more years. That was an op-ed printed today by the president, my message to black America. So, and I think that's pretty fantastic. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, That's surprising too. I don't think, uh, has he ever penned an op-ed before? I, I don't remember it. Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not, I, I, to, to my knowledge, no, not that I remember in any yeah. recent time. Um, and I think it's fantastic. And I think you're starting to see, as we've, saw, we've talked about some of these early vote numbers that are coming in, Democrats are, make no mistake, they're sounding the alarm. Yeah. Is it enough to get across the finish line? We'll find out. But they are definitely sounding the alarm in places like well, Michigan. You saw Debbie Dingbat yesterday in Miami. <laughs> you see the numbers of Hispanics. You see some of these Biden talking heads. None of them are any good on TV, but they're out there. Right. And they're saying, you know, we, we need to start raising the alarm here. As a matter of fact, um, David Axelrod, 47G. Uh, roll that. 
Hey, David, I just want to stick with you for a second because of Florida. So there is yeah. information that the early in-person vote in at least Miami-Dade County, yes. which Hillary Clinton won handily but lost the state, um, the, the Republican turnout is far outpacing the Democratic turnout. And it is so concerning to the congresswoman, Frederica Wilson, who covers that region, that she says she has been trying to sound the alarm to the Biden campaign. She says that they haven't been doing door-to-door -door canvassing because of the pandemic. They haven't invested money in the people there on the ground who know how to turn out the vote. Here is her quote to Politico. I screamed, hollered, I called, I lobbied from the top to the bottom. Wilson said of her efforts to turn out operations started in the community, including sending written proposals to Biden's campaign and having virtual Zoom meetings with his advisors. She thinks they're not listening to her. Well, I'm sure they're looking at uh, these early vote numbers uh, from Florida. There is a, the, the, the one that struck my eye is that uh, Miami-Dade is much lower than the rest of the state uh, in terms of a percentage of early voters coming out. And that is a place where he has to, Joe Biden has to mount a huge uh, advantage going into uh, election day. The other thing you notice if you look deeply into these numbers is that where the fall off is appears to be uh, among African American voters, um, you know, and and that is a concern. That should be a concern. Hispanic uh -oh. voters as well. Yeah. What we're learning here and what Joe Biden is going to learn, and you may look back on that one gaffe where he says, unlike the, uh, oh, he said, actually he said, unlike the African American community, the, right. so he's calling them monolithic. Not, neither one, African Americans or the Hispanic community, is a monolithic group and or any human being or any group whatsoever it's just typical intersectionality and complete utter nonsense from the left sorry go ahead no that you're right and and he's going to look back on that and this is what they're trying to say now you're hearing this uh in miami and he's he's not getting the turnout or the support from the hispanic community that even she got four years ago yeah and it because, seems to be a big drop off because they took it for granted like she said, they haven't been doing the door-to-door. -door. They haven't been aggressive. They just think, well, we got it. It's in the bag. Typical Democrat. American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're gonna be there. We're gonna be fair, we're gonna be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's voice. All right, the, um, the Is That English answers keep coming in from the audience. Dwayne Dion says, he said, Trump made me call him, Trump made me call him daddy under pressure. That's probably, that's pretty close. Oh, Trump that's made me call him good. daddy under pressure. 
<laughs> Trump made me call him daddy under pressure. That's Thank about as good. True and international under pressure. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, all right. We'll keep taking the answers in on that. Um, let's do. What time is it? Well, it's time to do sports, Damon, you idiot. All right. Let's do sports with Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, finally, an NFL story I'm proud to report on, and that was Green Bay Packer <laughs> legend Brett Favre's tweet earlier today. Uh, to- <laughs> What? What'd you I'm get? So, I'm sorry, Rick. <laughs> what happened? Mobilize my provider. My bowels are under pressure. <laughs> and, and let me give, True and international under pressure. Let me give credit. That's Nicholas Compton. So that's a good one. That's there. a good, good one. Man. All right. Oh, sorry, man. Rick. Tough one to follow there. All right. Very good. So anyway, earlier today, Packers legend Brett Farr endorsed President Donald Trump. He's stating, my vote is for what makes this country great. Yeah. Uh, Favre tweeted out earlier this morning, uh, my vote is for what makes this country great, freedom of speech and religion, Second Amendment, hardworking, taxpaying citizens, police and military. In this election, we have freedom of choice, which all should respect. <laughs> for me and these principles, my vote is tagged for Donald Trump. And yeah. the Trump, and President responded with, such a great honor. Thank you, Brett. Yeah, so. good for him, by the way. Good for Brett. <laughs> Trying to help him win Wisconsin, I think, Big D. Good you know, for Bobby Orr. Good for Jack Nicholas. None yep. of them are afraid to come out and say, no, this is the country and these things that we believe in, that we all know we believe believe in hey, hey Jesse, Jesse Horner Holburn said Trump's got me feeling under pressure maybe he's breaking into a ZZ top song okay <laughs> Could be. Um, all right what else Rick okay PGA championship uh, Bermuda tournament down there in beautiful Bermuda on the big island there round two earlier today at the Fort Royal Golf Club Big D in Southampton Bermuda uh, Ryan Armour and Wyndham Clark are both tied for first place right now after the second round uh, Armour shot a 70 and Clark shot a 68 both with a two-day eight under so we'll be watching that round three and four are Saturday and Sunday okay. Thursday night football last night. Falcons 25 over the Panthers 17. Panthers fall to 3-5. and five. Falcons get their second win. Atlanta QB Matt Ryan 21-30 281 yards and one pick. Uh, wide receiver for Atlanta uh, Julio Jones had seven receptions and 137 yards. And Young-Ho Koo with four field goals last night for Atlanta. Summed it all up. So we're moving into football weekend, uh, and I'll have more report on that next segment. But Clemson superstar Trevor Lawrence has tested positive for COVID-19, um, and he will miss Saturday's game against Boston College. His status for the following week's big matchup against Notre Dame is still up in the air. He needs 10 days of self-isolation. Uh, his symptoms started on Tuesday, so there's a chance that he might make that game. In the interim, his backup quarterback, they say they feel very <laughs> confident, even though he's a freshman, is uh, DJ Uwe Angalele. He's going to be starting tomorrow for let me, Clemson. Let me just say this. I could start at quarterback for Clemson and be Boston College, so they have nothing to worry about. Uh, Lawrence is 31-1 and in his collegiate career and has completed over 70% of his passes. Uh, and just a couple of games, Big D. Uh, Minnesota is uh, leading uh, right, trailing Maryland right now, 14 nothing in the second quarter uh, last time I checked. And uh, some big games this weekend. You got uh, Boston College and Clemson, as I had mentioned earlier. LSU and Auburn and some big games tomorrow night. Uh, Penn State and Ohio State, and we also have uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M. And don't forget, at number two Alabama plays Mississippi State tomorrow night at seven o'clock on ESPN. And that's a wrap in sports for the first segment, Big D. Okay, very good. Um, so I got a lot of stuff to cover. I got some crazy towns. Oh. <laughs> uh, you no, know, no, gee, it's not not the time right now to take that call. 
Maybe it's for Rick. He's got that jacket on. <laughs> That's just, uh, yeah, we'll just delete that for now. Um, so I've got some stuff here, but let's do some news, Paul. Do you have news, or do you want me to... Uh... Yeah, i got a few things. we just get out of the social media, and let me go over to... Uh, I just wanted to start with this. Uh, the family of the Philadelphia man who was fatally shot by police doesn't want the officers charged with murder. Uh, the family of Walter Wallace Jr., who was fatally shot by Philadelphia police, does not want them to be charged. Uh, but the lawyer is thinking differently. Attorney Shaka Johnson said the family doesn't want the two responding officers to face charges because they were improperly trained and didn't have the right equipment to deal with the situation in which Wallace, who had mental health issues, moved towards the Monday afternoon with a knife before being shot. Uh, police from the body cams released uh, showed Wallace emerging from the house with a knife as relatives uh, shouted at the office about his mental health condition. We saw the video before the public release, so there are uh, at least... You know, he was shot 14 times, and the lawyer wants to keep pressing forward, but the family doesn't, thank goodness. So, so that's maybe that's an, maybe social workers do matter. Who knows? Leave that for smarter people than us. Okay. Uh, the story you did last night on uh, Dingle is was big. It, you know about uh, the auto workers. But, yeah. You know, she again just people who didn't see it last night. Uh, she warned this week all of the significant members of auto workers are again turning away from their traditional sport for Democratic Party and voting President Trump. Uh, Dingle, who represents Michigan's 12th congressional district, told CNN uh, that discussions with voters indicated that the critical auto union vote may swing notably for Trump this year, as it did in 2016 when he got 30 percent of such workers for the then GOP nominee. So uh, if he gets 30 plus another five or 10, what happens then, Big D? Well, he should get all of it because I'm tell- I'll right. tell you right now. Right. Uh, Joe Biden, for all of his talk, is is going to target blue collar workers. You're going to get targeted because he's going to ruin energy. Number one, he'll ruin the car industry again. You know why? Not because he's going to target necessarily the, the the actual cars industry, but he's going to target all the things that go into actually down downline making the damn cars, steel, yeah, plastic, everything, 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 and that's just factories going over there. Forget that 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 alone, but the petroleum industry unto itself. And the other thing here is that. It's scary that the AFL-CIO, that communist organization, has completely hijacked these unions. So many of these union workers that you talk to in the street kind of know it now. So they know that they've been, you know, kind of absconded by a really ugly movement. So let's hope. Let's hope people are waking up. So this is why I had G have the Biden speech going on, have it up and ready, because I, I listened to him. He's given like three today. It's a miracle he's still standing. But... um the lies he continues to tell. I swear the. Oh, he looks like he's wrapping up here. Oh, of course, it's only twenty minutes. That's all he can he do. Put a napkin around his shoulders. But um, the lies he tells on Obamacare, on um, Obamacare sucks. Okay, and he's going to continue to build on it. Tep- typical big government Democrat can't look at it and say, you know, it's not affordable. It's not great care. You're already starting to see rationing going on you're having people call their doctor i need to see a specialist okay used to be oh, we'll see in three days now it's we'll see in three months you're already seeing things like that the premiums are through the roof you have no choice it sucks most and everybody knows it and he knows it but you think he'd say well we got to rethink this and come up with maybe something with more competition no his answer is more government always more government and the lies he continues to tell about it when he talks on the stump, it's unbelievable how great it is. He's going to build on it. And it's, he's not going to build on anything. It's a disaster. He's going to ruin private health care. 
by giving a public option. He's going to ruin Medicare. He's going to lower the age from 65 to 60. He's going to stop. He's going to, if not stop construction of the wall, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to take some of it down. Yeah. He's going to give amnesty to illegals. He's going to have open borders. They're all going to have access to health care. So all of you who have paid into Medicare all this, all your life, which by the way, Joe Biden has in it with his S corps and everything else he's created, which we'll get to tonight as well. It won't be there for you. He will destroy private health care with this public option, socialized medicine that he wants and that they want. So his talk on the trail about how great it is and how he's going to build on it, you lower the age from 60. It's already, it's already under enough stress. You, you lower it from 65 to 60, and then you add God knows how many non-citizens onto it for free. The system ain't going to handle it. No chance. Okay, we're waiting for your answers. America, the time is here. It's time to make a choice. Do you believe that America has never lived up to its promise? We've never lived up to it. Or do you stand with our president and believe in the greatness of America and its people? America is the greatest place on earth. Will you vote for a man beholden to Wall Street? Or a president who will ensure the prosperity of all hardworking Americans? One man wants to destroy our energy independence. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. While our president will fight with everything he has to protect it. Do you want socialism and tyranny? You're considered the most liberal United States senator. Or the promise of liberty and freedom? Do you support a party that tears down our country? They're not going to stop and they should not. Or a president who will build a future for our nation greater than ever before? America. The time for choosing is here. We can save this great nation together. from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Glad you're in. Hour 2. Paul's here with some news. Rick Amirati's got sports. We are um, actively taking in answers to our Is This English? Episode 5 tonight on Joe Biden. We're looking for your answers. We've got some really good ones. I don't think anybody's nailed it yet. I got another. Okay, let me hear it. It's from Tina Madden. She says something about Nadler's britches seem to be under pressure. Managing to mobilize true and international depression. No, I'm I'm getting like a true and international feel, but I'm not exactly sure. So we'll keep taking answers until 10 o'clock. But right now, it's time for one of my favorite. That did sound like Nadler there. (laughs) Nadler pressure. Right. Nadler's under pressure. Maybe he's got to go to the bathroom again. Could be. Could be. Uh, but right now, it's one. It's time for one of my favorite segments here on the show, and that is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? 
All right. Well, thanks to Tina. Now I've got Jerry Nadler in, uh, on the brain, waddling off under pressure. It's not good. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? We transition, shall we? Um, here's something we've all seen, right? We've all seen it. We all know these people. And, of course, we've seen the news cru- coverage of what you ask. Well, it's of people hating President Donald Trump. (laughs) But it doesn't end there. You know where it should, because normally, you know, at least for me, when I hate something, that's it. You kind of hate it. You don't want to think about it anymore. And you move on. But with Trump derangement syndrome, the people that (laughs) suffer from this, you know, TDS, let's just say it ends up going well beyond that and into things and places where it really doesn't belong. I mean, think about it. Up until Trump became president, the national anthem was embraced at sporting events, and if you didn't stand and take your hat off, you drew looks of scorn. Yeah, uh, America was a great country and yeah. the envy of the world. Yeah, and our forefathers. Well, let's, let's remember, it wasn't too long ago they were revered and honored. But then 2016 happened, and well, you know, if you caught a case of orange man bad, yeah. you've been infected with this ever since. And ever since then, just because Trump likes something or talks positively about it. The demented people on the left had such a visceral reaction that now all those things that they used to love, they instantly hate. And you had better hate them, too. And if you're not, you're you're a piece of you-know-what. And they will instigate violence against you. That's just who they are. I mean, think about that for a moment. The intolerant left, who claims to be so tolerant, has resorted to the same mental rationale that could qualify as the plot of, I don't know, the movie Mean Girls. You know, the type of thinking that if you hate a boy because he broke up with your best friend, even though they were only going steady from second period biology class to fifth period gym, and then they broke up at lunch. And now she's devastated, so naturally, guess what? He must be destroyed. I mean, what even is that? I mean, seriously, who thinks this way? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> These are the same people who spend more time on Facebook bashing something they hate than actually doing something, I don't know, worthwhile in the real world. I mean, I know people I've been quote unquote friends with on Facebook, but yet every single time they pop up into your newsfeed, it's something negative about Trump. I mean, don't you people have like a puppy video or, you know, something stupid that you can Aww. copy and paste for luck? And then you have to force people to copy and paste it back that you can, you know, you know, so you can, you can help walk yourself back from the edge of the ledge. You know what I mean? I mean, enough already. Everybody knows you hate Donald Trump, but your, your side gig as a party DJ at bar mitzvahs doesn't exactly (laughs) qualify you for input into high level security policy or legislation. What is your major malfunction? I mean, we get it. Now go find something that makes you happy. I don't know, maybe another round of the chicken dance. never seen so many people get joy out of their own misery maybe that's why they post this crap because well as they say misery loves company and they want as many people to feel as crappy and as useless as they do i mean then you compare that to we could call the almost blissful joy you see from trump supporters whether it's in a car parade or maybe in an armada of boats floating down the river or, or just a clip of Donald Trump dancing like the goofy grandpa at a wedding. (laughs) And it makes you feel like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'll have what she's having. Right. Look, 
There is a thin line between love and hate, and that's because they are the most, most basic and raw of emotions that we have as people. Ones that we have, we feel, and we experience. But as we close in on Election Day 2020, please try and take the emotions out of the day. Instead, embrace it for what it is. Election Day is our right our civic duty, and that no matter the outcome, we are still a melting pot. Yeah. And we should always stand as one nation. We should always cheer one another on to reach greater heights. And we should always give each other respect. That's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Thank you, Cousin Eddie. You're right. <laughs> so no matter who we vote for, have yourself a great weekend and please get out there and vote. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Rick good. Delgado, get out there and vote is right. Take five people with you. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of that, getting ready to vote, and back what I said in the first hour, if you look at these polls, everybody, of course, has Biden winning, and some of these, all the major polls, CBS, ABC, all the big ones have them winning by lots in these places where, you know, they're going to call these races right at the top of every hour. It should be over. You would think. You would think, right? And um, so here's the other thing that's going on. Uh, You got that B-roll, that uh, G that Harry sent us from D.C., so... This is what's going on on the streets of Washington, D.C. And I find this curious because maybe I'm the only one, but if Joe Biden's up 18 in places, 17 in others, uh, 17 in Wisconsin, 12 in Michigan, 10 in Pennsylvania. They've got him up eight in North Carolina. Every time I see someone from Real Clear Politics on, they tell me, oh, he's this, you know, so why, why, I mean, everyone's going to be so happy next Tuesday when Joe Biden becomes the next president, right? Right. So what is this about? I, I mean, they're going to be so happy that they're going to loot all the businesses again? And they're going to burn and loot the city even if, even if he wins? So what, what is this? Does that, that's weird to me that they're prepping Washington, D.C. like that for Tuesday or for next week. Does yeah. that seem weird? Doesn't ex- it doesn't exactly instill confidence, does it? Well, I mean, uh, if you think he's going to win, you, you think he, if you think he's going to win, he, what they're going to they're going to um they're going to riot uh, of joy too. <laughs> so like either way we're going to what 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 is, what is it? You think Goya hopes that uh Democrats say boycott Goya again so they can clear out all these shelves again? You know, the NBA and the loss of what? Two billion dollars? Come on, man. Like, there's so many indicators here in the real world that tell us that this would be Walmart. What they do? They they said they were going to take all ammo and guns off the shelf. They had to reverse that decision because, you know, they they were saying that the feedback they were getting was sending an indication that to Trump people that. That Trump was going to win, right. so they rolled that. They rolled that back. We were talking about it this morning, if you remember. Well, you know what? Especially in a city like D.C., you make a great point, Damon, because you know all those people that live there, they're going to vote for Biden. So you would think this wave, this blue wave, this 18-point lead that he has is insurmountable. They might as well just start partying this weekend. I mean, it's Halloween, and just keep partying up and through Election Day because it's 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 a foregone conclusion right yeah i mean all these races should be called at the top of the hour i don't know why they're boarding up places he's gonna he's gonna he's up by all these points and all these places i i don't it doesn't make any sense to me you know what maybe they expect donald trump himself to go raging through the streets like godzilla and start knocking buildings down maybe oh, that's what's gonna I mean, happen. it could be that yeah um well so anyways i just wanted to show you that harry sent it to me and i looked at it and i'm like i'm not even sure what i'm supposed to uh 
It's kind of weird. Honestly, this, why? Was Joe, it he's going to win. For the Weather Network, and this is hurricane prep down in New Orleans? Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe, <I'm, laughs> maybe I have the wrong location, and this is for hurricane prep. I don't think so, though. This, he told me this is the streets of D.C., so... Um, well, anyways, so, well, a couple things I want to show you of this, uh, the, of the, the man who wants to be president, who all the polls tell us is going to get elected. Let's see if you think he's, um, how his closing message is going and whether you think he looks like he's ready to be um, president. He was giving his second speech of the day today, I believe in, um, I don't know if it was Iowa or Minnesota as well, and there was more Trump supporters out on the street <laughs> than there were cars in there for him, and he was getting awfully agitated. Ooh. He called, um, he said, we're, we're, we're going to run a campaign of uh, not like these ugly people out here beeping the horns, and let me tell you something, that just got him going, I don't know if they could hear him, but that got him going more and more and more. They beeped the whole time, and boy, was he mad, screaming, old, nasty, angry, and uh, here he is. Let's just start at 42, G. Here he is arriving to leave for Iowa this morning. Now, just, just look at this and listen to this guy. Roll that. I mean, he looks like he, looks like he needs help getting out of the car, this guy. Listen, that's part of that cogn cognitive disintegration. I mean, this is a guy who's really falling apart. Yeah, why are you going to Minnesota? Yeah, so here, here he is in the middle of this whole thing with his son and his, his son operating as his bag man for the last however many years. And the, not that it's a bad question, why are you going to Minnesota? Because, and why are you going there? Supposedly you were supposed to be going there with Barack Obama. Yeah. Why, uh, why are you going there? That should be a slam dunk place, and she's onto something there. And Wisconsin, you notice, too. Yeah. Up by 17, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's uh, uh, Wisconsin up by 17, according to ABC today. Why bother? It's done. You can call it today. Well, you would think, yeah. Um, so then here's his closing message as he gets there, and he's giving his speech 43G. Here's some um, part of his closing message, I guess, to you. Roll that. You know how I know how hard it is. More than 200, and now I think it's up to 30,000 people have died. <laughs> America's dead because COVID-19, nearly 1,700 dead right here in Iowa. Hmm. So America's dead is what we're going to go with in the last... Four days. America's dead. See how much it sounds so much like Trump's rally? The, the, yeah. the positive yeah. talk, the enthusiasm. It's really, yeah. it's really quite a message. Yeah, America's dead. That's what we're yeah. going to go with. America's dead. dead. That's what he wants you to know. We're going to expand on this point here when we get back. America's dead. We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. 
All right, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Glad you're in. Diamond and Silk joined us in hour one. They were great. Fantastic. We're still taking answers in on our uh, Is This English? Uh, Joe Biden. Um, okay, so if you know what that is, if that's English, if you decide, number one, that it is English, let us know what exactly you think he said. We, we've kind of... We've got some good ones, but we're not nailing it down yet. We got to nail it down by ten o'clock. So, uh, all right, here's uh, Paul Nolan with the news. What's going on in the news, Mr. Nolan? Well, this is a news story. Glenn Greenwald, the co-founder of the independent media organization The Intercept, has published a scathing article that The Intercept refused to run, and for which Greenwald resigned as a result. Uh, he posted it on his blog site, The Daily Mail, and, and has posted the entire, roughly five thousand word story. Greenwald pulls no punches in his critique of the media or his actions of the Democratic uh, uh, nominee, Joe Biden, and his son, Hunter. Uh, the publication, this quotes, pu- the publication for, by the New York Post two weeks ago from emails from Hunter Biden's laptop related to former Vice President Biden's work in Ukraine and subsequent articles from other outlets concerning the Biden family's pursuit of business opportunities in China provoked extraordinary efforts by the, a de facto union of media outlets, Silicon Valley giants, and the intelligence community to suppress these stories. And he goes on and really gives it to him. So if everyone gets a chance, it's up for free. And this is, send it to every liberal friend you have. It's in the uh, the Daily Mail this is the kind of thing, if this doesn't wake up your liberal friends, it's official nothing truly will. So this is the... He's um, a champion of the of the woke left. So this is an extension of obviously what yes. we talked about yesterday. This is yes. the actual article that he was censored from printing? This is the actual article with the extra uh, umph on top of it of everything that happened leading up to it. Okay. So I just thought it was interesting that he he's really doubling down and rightfully so. Um... I got to be honest, the other news that was here was, doesn't make me happy, but, uh, you know, Moderna, COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial in the U.S. is underway and has reached over reached the 30,000 participant target. The vaccine is one of four U.S. vaccines in phase three. Uh, the company says it's on track to apply uh, for authorization from the Food and Drug Administration uh, as early as December. Of the 30,000 part, uh, participants enrolled in the trial, half of them have received the trial vaccine well, the other half perceived the placebo vaccine of saline solution. So, I mean, I'm not a big fan of vaccines, but, you know, if it makes people happy, go, good for them. So that's really all the news, honestly. It was a pretty slow day, dude. Okay. Um, so a couple things let's get to here. Uh, Don Lemon, he's on TV, you know. Well, most of you don't know because you don't watch CNN, but um, you have standards. And uh, so he was on last night. And, um, well... He let us know that he doesn't have any friends left. Roll that, G. Look at what's happening to them. We have to help them. They're all getting killed by this. Now it's happening here. It's happening here right now at his own damn rally. You know what the sad thing is? And I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you going to be honest? I have many people who I love in my life. And yeah, I come from a red state. I've lived in several red states. There are a lot of friends who I had to really get rid of because they, they are so nonsensical. When it comes to this issue, they have the whole, every single talking point that they hear on state TV and that they hear from this president, they repeat it and they are blinded by it. And I just, when I said to you the other night, there's no way they can't believe it. They can't, you know, I was just goosing you in a way, right? You know, they say, I was, you know, um, yeah, break, goosing, goosing I was breaking works. your, you know, you goosing works. Won't like, okay. it's not like that'll be all over the <laughs> Continue. So, but here's the thing. Um, I, I had to get rid of them. 
because they are too far gone. I try and I try and I try. They'll say something really stupid and then I'll show them the science and I'll give them the information and they still repeat those talking points. And all the while, the state was a hot spot. Many, if you look at the information that we put up last night that came up yesterday, showed you how the red states have now taken over where the blue states, where people came in because there are bigger cities and there's more transmission, obviously, where, where there are where people are closer together. And so now the red states are the problem. And I just I have to get rid of a lot of people in my life because sometimes you just have to let them go. I think that they have to hit rock bottom like an addict. Right. And they have to want to get help. They have to want to know the truth. They have to want to live in reality. They have to want to be responsible, not only for other people's lives, but for their lives. So, you know what? I have had it's so sad. Just punch him in the throat. And I don't throat. know if after this I will ever be able to go back and be friends with those people because. Oh, I mean, he, that is, you know, he sounds like a great friend. For yeah, one, I'm yeah. just so glad he said. I'm going to be honest with you, because when people, you know, say I'm going to be honest with you, it's because they're never honest. So that now they're going to finally come clean. Good for him. I mean, it's he's so nonsensical talking about the science and I got to show him the science. What the the science he he knows less about the science than Dr. Fauci knows. He knows less about it than Who's almost anybody knows. He knows less about it than anyone else talking about it. This guy I had to get rid of friends because they don't want to see the sun. The red states have, what, what is he talking? Oh, see, this is the thing about CNN, all of them. And, and the president rightly says this. All they, COVID, 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 COVID. That's all they want to talk about. They don't want to talk about cases. And the president is right when he talks about this all the time. We understand the disease. You, you can look at all of these articles that talk about the numbers and the hospitals and them not being overwhelmed and people recovering. L look at the death rate. The president, I think, said it today. They've brought it down almost 70% from where it started. I mean, it's so nonsensical. But again, most of their viewers, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you yeah. and you feel so bad for Don. I, I felt like we should have called a, a wambulance to help get him some help because he had to jettison so many friends. He, you don't have friends, you idiot. It's the same thing with the... Um, with Bobolinsky and the Hunter Biden stories. Now that some of them are even forced to even sniff three seconds of it, well, I shouldn't probably use sniff when I'm talking about Joe Biden. That's probably the wrong word to use. But <laughs> even if they have to talk about it for 30 seconds, this is what happens. Stephanie Rule on MSNBC is talking about uh, the Hunter Biden laptop for even 30 seconds. This is how she frames it. Roll it. And then there was Tucker Carlson, who decided in the week before the election to focus on unverified claims about Joe Biden Stop. and his son, Hunter. Unverified what? What? claims. Now, me, now, the Daily Caller came out yesterday and said that the forensic um, examiner that has looked at the email said for the first time yesterday, it is 100% authentic. The Biden campaign has not said one word about this being not theirs. Joe Biden hasn't said one time, that's not my son's laptop. Those are, that's not my brother's deals. I don't know anything about that. I stick to what I said about not knowing anything about his business dealings. Nothing. The campaign, when asked about it from what's his name on Fox News on the weekend, nothing. She said, oh, no, I think that's right. No one has, no one has come out and said the D. 
but this is how they frame the argument. Unverified, you know, right, where's Adam Schiff? Is he sitting there over his shoulder? Russian disinformation still. This is what you get on MSNBC. Go ahead. This interview you see with Tony Bobulinski, Hunter's former business associate, who alleges that Joe Biden was involved in a business venture with a Chinese oil company, drew an audience of more than seven and a half million people. The show's biggest ratings outside of the presidential debates. <laughs> Tucker has complained that the media isn't talking about his interview. So let's talk about it. The Wall Street Journal reported that the proposed venture never received any funding or completed any deals. Wall Street Journal reported that. And when they reviewed corporate uh, records, okay. they it, found that's no... Like that's like saying, well, there's nothing in his tax returns, as if there's like a there's a little <laughs> line there for money laundering, bagman line. Well, where do I put this? As if that's going to show up. We all know that it says 10%, 10%, 10%, uh, the brothers 10%, and then what? 10% held by H for the big guy. And then you look at the documents for the creation of the entity, and what does the brother have? All of a sudden, he's 20%. Yep. Oh, no, that's just, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. It's Tucker Carlson's talking about it. We don't need to pay attention. This you know, is And, and it kind of goes back to Hunter's claim on his, uh, on his thing that 50% goes to, goes to the big guy. All right, more to do when we get back. Live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Friday night. Still looking for answers. By all these geniuses, you know, all these brilliant guys, they all say, you can't win the state of California. I think we can. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. You must keep pushing forward. If I give you one message to hold in your hearts today, it's this, never, ever give up. There'll be times in your life you'll want to quit, you'll want to go home. Never, ever quit. You never quit. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. 405 freeway, Sky 5 flew over it this morning. It is facing northbound near Getty Center Drive as you enter the Sepulveda Pass. The white letters somewhat mimicking the famous Hollywood sign. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. The more people tell you it's not possible, that it can't be done, the more you should be absolutely determined to prove them wrong. a great spot i love that spot uh, live from studio 6b on a friday night 32 past the hour 
I got some crazy towns to get to, but um, Rick Delgado, what did you say breaking on? Um, what did you say on Breitbart? Uh, uh, yeah, I got two two headlines that are just breaking right now, uh, which kind of caught me off guard. Uh, simply because you know you really think that we've heard just about everything, and you don't think anything else could be happening. But Kamala Harris, out uh, doing a doing a campaign stop, she she actually said to the crowd to cheers in Texas of all places. Yeah, Joe Biden and I are about to get get to work to get rid of that tax cut. Mm-hmm. And the second headline. Well, that, I mean, that's not that's no big news. Joe has Joe's pretty much said that. He said, well, you're not. You elect me, you're going to have your taxes raised. He's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. That's not a, that's not a big surprise. Everyone's going to see their, um, their tax bill raised by at least $2,500 if he repeals those. And according to the Hoover Institute, I believe they ran the numbers, it's at least 5 million jobs probably lost. And that's day one, along with a lot of other stuff they want to do in day one to try to burn the country to its knees, basically. Right. What's the other one? The other one, actually, there's two now that I noticed. Uh, the other one, though, was second Hunter Biden laptop was seized by the DEA. Okay. So this one, uh, I guess it was seized back in February during a raid on a psychiatrist by the DEA. Hunter Biden, uh, Hunter Biden was not the target, but I guess his laptop was seized as a result of that raid. Yeah, well, that's fine. But with four days to go, that's about the last thing I want to talk about at this point because it doesn't move the needle and it's not going to save the country if the Biden gets elected and they take the House and the Senate. Quite frankly, what's on his laptop is well, not going to make a bit of difference. Maybe not, because if you read into this article, the psychiatrist has been charged with sexually exploiting his patients. And if somehow or another this creep is involved in some level, some way, you know, and somebody turns over, maybe... Oh, great. It's a quicker path to have President Harris. Great. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's all it is at that point. All right. Stop all right. with so. your doom and how, how about a little happy news for you, Damon? You want a little happy news? Oh, here's news? some happy... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Trump personally greets Minnesota overflow crowd after Democrats limit the rally to 250 people. Great. Yes. Now he'll only lose Minnesota after, by 20%. After, after Keith Ellison attacks the... Um, uh, the are peacefully right to assemble. Yes, yep. that's after that. Do you I have, saw that. Do you have the video of of uh of Biden ripping the people, calling them ugly folks? Do you have no, the video? I, w- I watched that live though. He was not happy with the uh, cars honking their horn, which made me think. You know, if he can't handle that, how is he going to? Um, well, he said this today, which just is laughable. Uh, cut forty four, G. If you've got that, uh, here's Biden. Listen, listen to this. Go ahead. Weak and chaotic. China's trade policy has cost farmers and manufacturing so badly. Agricultural exports to China during the Trump years have been 40% lower than during the Obama-Biden second term. On his watch, and this really bugs me, on his watch, ethanol margins have tanked and Iowa's manufacturing facilities are idle and even closing. He even says, I love this quote from him, he says, because of his bailouts, our farmers do better now than when they actually had a farm. I'm going to read that again. Our farmers actually do better now than when they actually had a farm. Where's this guy from? Who does he think he is? Now listen. Look, I'll do what he's been unable to do. 
I'll mobilize, mobilize a true international effort to stop China's abuses so we can strengthen manufacturing and farming in Iowa and across the country. I'm going to hold China accountable when she has it from the pandemic on. Oh, sure, sure you are, Joe. You're going to hold China accountable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that first meeting is going to go good when you're sitting there and the guy pulls out the laptop and goes, uh, what were you saying, Joe? Let's go through this. Oh, yeah, sure you are. You're going to hold them accountable. Absolutely. Um, you, uh, man, you really have to, like, strain to pay attention to his speeches. And as I tweeted today, the closed captioning software, there's never been software created that can keep up with him. It's just impossible. Sign guy looks like he's getting confused. It's impossible. Um, so a couple crazy towns here. I noticed a couple things. This is how well you are all doing under the Trump economic plan. This is how well you are all doing. I'll bet you didn't even know these people existed. Uh, 149G. Roll it. It's about time the wealthiest people in America, the billionaires and trillionaires out the multi-billionaires <laughs> and the biggest corporations start wow. paying their fair share. <laughs> Do you believe that? I did not know that the trillionaires in this country need to start paying their fair share. And he's and not just the trillionaires. The multi-billionaires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know how they differ from billionaires, but the multi-billionaires <laughs> and the trillionaires are going to start paying their fair share. I guess he's talking about his boss, uh, the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation or the Gates Foundation. Yeah. Or, or maybe all those billionaires uh, that have a twin, the multi-billionaire, you know. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I yeah. don't know, but I, I wasn't aware of the trillionaire category. I'm trying to get to that. <laughs> That's where I'm trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, well, I'm going to get, get to bazillionaire. I want to get to either a trillion billion or just trillionaire, one of the right. two. Well, it's funny, too, because if you watch that, it almost looks like the guy who's doing the hand signals. Uh, it's almost like he starts waving at the end, like, I'm done. See ya. I, I, I thought he was going to start making balloon animals. Yeah. So here's how. Uh, and by the way, so Joe Biden talks about the president. I want to I get to this. I've been meaning to get to this for a while. He talks about the president's taxes and the $750, and he lies about it because he never talks about the fact that the president, even in the New York Times article, you have to read down about eight pages to get to it, but it says the president paid the alternative minimum tax of about $24 million. So it's, it's just word games, and when they say the $750 in, in income tax, they don't talk about he paid the alternative minimum tax, which a lot of people who make very good money fall into. He paid $24 million. But, so he lies about it. So let me, just, let me just talk to you about the Wall Street Journal, this opinion piece by Chris Jacobs, how the Bidens dodged the payroll tax they used an s-corp to avoid paying more than five hundred thousand in levies for medicare and obamacare joe biden responded to president trump's partial suspension of the payroll tax collections with a statement calling it the first shot in a new reckless war on social security he says it every day oh the actuary he doesn't even know what that means uh, who's in charge of social security says if, if trump does what he wants to do it's going to be out of money by by 2033 and never never come back and today this is actually one of my crazy times he goes if you don't believe me go youtube it or google it or something he says something um he says our seniors and millions of americans with disabilities are under enough stress 
without Trump putting their hard-earned Social Security benefits in doubt. Mr. Biden's objections might be more persuasive had he and his wife Jill not gone out of their way to avoid funding seniors' entitlement benefits. According to their tax returns from 2017 and 2018, the Bidens and his wife Jill avoided payroll taxes on nearly $13.3 million in income from book royalties and speaking fees. They did so by classifying their income as S-Corp profits rather than taxable wages. The Bidens did pay themselves salaries from their corporations, Celtic Capri Corp and uh, something else, another corp, two corps they had, of nearly $750,000 between them over the two years, and they paid full taxes on that income. But they circumvented the payroll tax on nearly 95% of their income that remained. A tax expert that was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal in 2019 called the Bidem scheme pretty aggressive, quote unquote. Another told the paper it served solely to avoid the payroll taxes. Of the taxes the Bidens avoided, 2.9% of their income, around 385000 would have funded Medicare. The other 0.9%, nearly 120000 was part of Obamacare and fund that law. According to the Urban Institute, a couple featuring one high earner and one average earner retiring this year will have paid a total of 209000 in Medicare taxes during their working lives. The Bidens avoided paying nearly twice that much in Medicare taxes during those two years. The maximum payroll tax affected by Mr. Trump's suspension is $1,984, less than one 250th of the amount the Bidens avoided in 2017 and 18. The Bidens didn't avoid any Social Security tax, which applied only to the first 127200 of income in 2017 and 128400 in 2018. But they would under Mr. Biden's tax plan, which would impose the 12.4% Social Security tax on income over $400,000. The same loophole he used in 17 and 18 would shield him from his own tax plan. And how can Mr. Biden claim to protect Medicare and Obamacare when he avoided more than 500000 in taxes that fund the two programs? Good question. The media have largely ignored the Biden's accounting, fixating on Mr. Trump's tax returns instead. But at least the president isn't looking to raise taxes on everyone else. Mm. So I'm sure you've heard this story reported on MSNBC and CNN, but I just wanted to report on it again, uh, just in case you forgot. Oh, no, you didn't hear isn't about the it? Wall Street Journal fake news, too, though. Like, isn't that like is are you allowed to post that on Facebook? Uh, I find very good things in the Wall Street Journal once in a while. I think Kimberly Strassel's fantastic. No, good. no doubt. Good. And this guy, Chris Jacobs, has written multiple uh, articles screaming from the, the rooftops about this Biden S-Corp tax um, avoiding this tax. But, of course, no one will report on it. So I figured I would. from Studio 6B. We'll wrap it up with some sports, a couple more uh, maybe crazy towns for a Friday night. The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. 
Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're gonna be there. We're gonna be fair, we're gonna be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's Voice. All right, live from Studio 6B, let's do some sports. Then I'll get to a couple crazy towns here. Whatever time we have left, we're Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, PD. Friday night college football, Minnesota 35 to 21 over Maryland. Running back Mohamed Ibrahim, 135 yards and four touchdowns. And we're only in the middle of the third quarter. Um, and Major League Baseball owners have approved the sale of the New York Mets to billionaire Steve Cohen. Um, this, this took place earlier today as they had a vote. Um, and the statement Friday there, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio said the city law department had completed its legal review of the proposed sale and that the city does not object to it. So looks like the Mets fans are going to get their wish. And uh, Stephen Cohen has already come out saying he's going to spend $400 million to improve what he calls an antiquated business model. So, hey, Mets, I think they're going to make some big moves. Maybe oh. sign Trevor Bauer and a few oh, other you, big oh, free agents. Do you think they're going to maybe hire a scout or two? Maybe an <laughs> analytics team? Well, I'm sure they're they're kicking a, a, a little bit over to the mayor himself, you know. Yeah. Get his beak wet? Yep. You know, the mayor. Um, and uh, unfortunately, no rodeo or bull riding coming up for this weekend. I guess they take Halloween off. I have no idea. But the next two weeks are jam-packed with rodeo. We'll have a lot. Don't worry, Rick. We'll have that bucket list uh, frisky chicken on ah, there the for you. Ah, the frisky chicken. When's yes. the national finals rodeo? This, uh, they, I wonder if they're even yes. going to have it. What, That's going to is... be, no, they're going to have a big D. AT&T Stadium in the heart of cowboy country. They're going to have it from November 12th to the 15th. That's coming Oh, it's up. coming up? Yeah, oh, it's man. Be a big I'm so one. excited. I can't even oh, yeah, control we're gonna myself. Be reporting big time on that. I'll probably just use a whole segment for that on my sports. And a couple of NFL games coming up this weekend. We got um, New England and Buffalo at 1 o'clock on CBS on Sunday. We got Vegas and Cleveland. That should be a good one. How about the Jets and Kansas City? Kansas City laying (laughs) 20 and a half points. That game may be over before the first quarter ends. Well, I think there's some money coming in on the Jets. It's down to 19 and a half now. So, (laughs) believe it or not, somebody thought, "Eh, let me take the Jets plus. If you're ever going to do a three-team teaser, you got to lob them in there, plus 30. It's just no. <laughs> could, they, <laughs> Come on. could they lose by more than 30 is the I mean, question. A game of the week, San Francisco at Seattle. That should be a good one on Fox at 425. And get this one, Big D. Dallas is getting 10 and a half from Philadelphia on Sunday night football. Yeah, well, I think you have a guy who was last week working the counter at the Italian uh, custard store, yeah, playing giving out tackle. cannolis. I think he's playing quarterback, isn't he? <laughs> it's Father yeah. Guido Sarducci. Gonna... <laughs> something Danucci or Sarducci sounds like a Ben Danucci. Yeah, but, but that is a, well, they haven't given up on Dalton. They may he may end up playing Sunday night. Uh, he may be coming out of that concussion protocol. So we'll boy, see. that was some shot he took. Whew. Oh, that was very cheap. very cheap. Yeah, but none of the guys on the line did anything about it. That I couldn't believe what I saw. There was no reaction to no, that. Someone no. cheap shot you, boy. You got to stand up for him. Yeah. No, if Zach Martin was there, that guy be picking up his teeth in the parking you lot. Ain't kidding. Zach that was guy, out. Zach, he was a guy. junkyard dog. Well, he'll be back this Sunday too. That'll help the line a little. And uh, three. Time Super Bowl winner Herb Adderley passed away at 81 years old today. A lot of the old timers will remember him from 61 to 69. He played for the Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, just an unbelievably great defensive back, Hall of Famer, um, all time winner. Uh, he was on five NFL championship winning teams in the 60s. It's incredible. 
And NASCAR this weekend, uh, Sunday, we have uh, at 2 o'clock in Martinsville, NASCAR Cup Series going off again in Virginia. So we'll see how that goes. Report on that on Monday. And last thing is, Ontario Hockey League bans body checking to prevent spread of COVID-19. I'm going to leave with that story. But uh, Lisa McLeod, Ontario's Minister of Sports, said that they've come to the realization that they can't have any checking in the Ontario Junior League uh, that takes off, kicks off on uh, February 4th. And on that big day, that's sports for the week, my man. Okay, very good, Rick. Thanks. Uh, a couple things here let's get to. Uh, Kamala Harris is not a serious person. As I've told you, 152 Crazy Town, G152. Uh, roll it. <laughs> how do you, how do you... <laughs> You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. Let's talk about that. You once Come again on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. Trying <laughs> to answer you the now. American people deserve a straight answer. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. <laughs> be important if you said the truth. Oh, so Joe insane. Biden said twice in the debate last week. That you landed haymakers on Joe Biden. How did oh. you go from being such a passionate opponent? It was a debate. <laughs> Ron Gold said that he is for the legalization of marijuana That's recreationally. Your thoughts on that? That he's entitled to his opinion. <laughs> so if it was legalized all throughout the country, <laughs> medicinal, would you, you know, do it? Listen, I think that it gives a lot of people joy, and we need more <laughs> joy. Oh, that nervous laugh is scary. Oof. That's who you're voting for if you vote for Joe, because over 52% of Democrats, and I think 60% of Republicans, don't think that Joe makes it through a first term if he's elected. So that's who you're voting for. So what are we doing here with this? With this? What are we doing here? I mean, people need to wake up before Tuesday because if you're seriously thinking about voting for him, you're voting for her. And if 52% of you don't think that she's ready to be the president, hello, yeah, we would agree. What are we doing here? She, she is not a serious person. Oh, my God. That was yeah. like chewing on a pile of tinfoil i mean that's just a small sample of any time she gets asked a question that's just not an absolute softball this is what she this is what you get yeah and and it's amazing that you know it's not even followed up with it's like well nobody said well kamala um what the hell are you laughing at no but i mean come on america i mean what are we doing here how is this how is this even close I don't think this it is, is This is crazy. I don't this think is, it's close at all. Got a guy who can't speak. This should have been the first shutout in the history of elections. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Hey, you know what? It still might be. <laughs> we know they're lying to us. Yep. I mean, it's really just unbelievable. And, well, I don't think I have time. Do I have time for uh, 50G? Well, just play a little of it anyways, because this is what they think of you. Just I want you to know that if you're a, a, a supporter of the president. Roll it. Trump's base includes bigots and racists. Okay. The wall has always been a con for Donald Trump's credulous rube ten tooth base. Some okay. of his supporters are from far right wing groups or they're from conspiracy theory groups deemed oh. a threat by the FBI. Too many of them want to see the people who are begging for change put down. Working class, what? angry, white, oh. 
pro-Trump males. Aging, angry white guys. Angry white men. Angry white old men. These angry white men. The angry white vote. All these angry white people. Dana Milbank, opinion writer for The Washington Post, who just penned a piece. Yes, half of Trump supporters are racist. Half of Trump supporters are racist. Is racist bigoted base? It's white privilege, it's white nationalism, it's anger, it's rage, it's insult. If you voted for Donald Trump, you tolerated a certain level of racism. How do one in three Americans still believe this man about Corona or anything? And the answer is only one thing. One in three Americans are racist. Fine, you voted for him, you stuck it to the elites for three years, but now your loved ones can die. It is his supporters who are out there refusing <laughs> to wear masks town? because they think it makes them look weak. The MAGA bubble. The credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump. They think that anybody that expresses affection for their son or empathy for someone they don't know mm -hmm. is weak. Donald Trump's a smart one in there. Y'all elitists are them. <laughs> Fox News viewers who seem to be endlessly gullible and willing to accept whatever the president says. You, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my <laughs> your math and your reading. <laughs> yeah, you're reading. Increasingly, President Trump that is, supports that, that's these cult. Cult. In a lot of the Trump voters, they're in a cult member. They're cult members of the Trump mm. cult. The cult extreme members. members of the Trump cult. The cult of Trump, the Trump cult. It is a cult. One in three Republicans <laughs> in the Trump cult. The GOP is not a party anymore. Where did it's you get a cult. This? The cult of Trump it's a cult. could be a death cult. It's now becoming a doomsday cult. Cults generally don't end well. This cult-like behavior All right, Jay. can that's lead. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that, that's what they think of you. I hope you're at the polls on Tuesday with about 15 people. you got to put that as a as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders. Thanks to everybody on the front lines. Thanks to everybody on the show. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, Fran. Thanks to America's Voice. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6P audience. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.